0: Hey, thanks for joining me on The Meg Ellison Show. If you'd like to chat this morning, 715-845-2155. So during the Wisconsin Morning News earlier this morning, when Chris and I were on the air together, I said, do you remember that movie called While You Were Sleeping? It starred Sandra Bullock and, I know, Holly Weird. And uh, I think Bill Pullman was the male opposite the female role. And uh, it was about a guy who uh, had amnesia, I guess, some sort of accident and uh, didn't remember who he was or anyone. I I don't know if you remembered his family members, but supposedly Sandra Bullock uh, somehow uh, finagled into uh, being the fiancé of this character played by Bill Pullman. Well, uh, the reason I brought that up is I know it's kind of a stretch, but while I was convalescing (laughs) a lot of news went on and you know it always does obviously even there's even news uh, that that occurs over the weekend it just never stops never ever ever right and I know yesterday a uh, candidate for United States Senate whom I just endorsed this morning Eric Hovde is uh, running and very excited to be supporting him I got to know him while he was running in the primary years ago 12 years ago against uh, former governor tommy thompson i i know tommy thompson is a national or at least a state treasure i was never a resident of wisconsin when he was governor i know i've i've come to know and appreciate all the good that he did but um i think it was sort of unfortunately uh someone perhaps should have uh suggested to him that he uh, step aside for a perhaps a more viable candidate. And, uh, and, you know, obviously he demonstrated his viability when he ran and was successful at being reelected as governor and then prior to that in the state legislature. But, um, you know, there's kind of a time when uh, you pass the baton on, and that should have been the time back then. But then again, you know how I always say, Primary candidates matter. Well, indeed they do, and that's why I am putting my full support behind Eric Covde. Also, I don't know about primaries, but I do know another candidate that has just announced that he is running for state assembly. Our great friend, America's favorite mayor, Mosinee Mayor Brent Jacobson. He is running for state assembly in the 86th, I believe it is. Uh, You
1: know what, I'll tell you in a second. Because. Who
0: knows if it is actually accurate, you know, the gerrymandering that went on with the Democrats and uh, Governor Evers. Excuse me, it's not the 86th. It's the newly created 87th District. So that is the office that our friend Brent Jacobson is running for, and I look forward to having him join me on the show tomorrow morning. So stay tuned for that, and we will talk about his candidacy and obviously why he is highly qualified to be representing the 80 the newly drawn 87th assembly district so stay tuned for that uh also i think i mentioned that in the three-way primary which really wasn't a three-way primary let's face it there were only two candidates that were uh, viable uh doug dinney alder doug dinney has prevailed in the uh, primary which isn't a surprise but we're going to all need to step up and help him prevail in the upcoming uh, ele- spring election against current mayor Katie Rosenberg. And he will be joining me, Doug Denny, uh, to just share about why he's gotten involved. I know he just recently was elected as an alder in the city of Wasa City Council, and very happy to see his his um, uh, fiscal. Uh, Responsibility—I should say—his fiscally responsible uh, agenda, and and really what he, the vision that he has for the city of Wausau. and I, I'm looking forward to our conversation. I've never met him before, so it'll be interesting, and and of course you too will have an opportunity to to hear from him about his his platform. So if you'd like to join the conversation this morning, seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five. I know there were a number of contested school board races around the listening area, none of which occurred here in Wassa. However, I think in Marshfield, I believe there were three candidates that were running, and I think of the three, two have gone through to the uh, the spring election, so looking forward to having at least one of those candidates. I was going to have her on earlier this week, uh, and I want to say her name. Her last name is Forrest. I can't think of her first name. At the moment, isn't that sad? I, uh, yeah, um. I think it's Nicole Forst, and uh, she, she will be, well, at some point before the election, she'll be joining me to share about why she, and I know that there were a couple other candidates, I think uh, one of whom prevailed along with her in this primary from yesterday. But uh, I think there are races, again, all over our listing area. I have reached out to... Uh, I th- I want to say it's Juneau County. Sorry, I'm just kind of trying to get reacclimated with all that is involved in the four and a half hours of programming gold. And uh, I believe it's Juneau County, the uh, chair of the Juneau County Republican Party. If I'm not mistaken, I'm quickly scrolling. Um, let me see. Yes! Oh, my gosh. Thank God I have, like, one little memory cell left that remembered that. So I will be reaching out while we've been exchanging messages. So I will be getting in touch with him and he'll be a, a future guest as well on the Mega Ellison show. So I was watching during the break and I wish that I could play it, but unfortunately FCC rules prevent me from playing conversations that have, you know, the the I don't I was going to say the seven deadly sins, but the seven deadly words and uh, it was a conversation between podcaster Joe Rogan and uh, former Green Bay Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and it's it's a regular gig between the two of them, and they were talking about Dr. Peter McCullough, who's been a guest on the show in the past, and how he risked his well everything, livelihood, reputation, all of all his career, uh, to speak out on behalf of well healthcare safety as well as healthcare freedom, and and they were talking about how he very very early on along with there were other physicians as well dr paul merrick dr Uh, pierre corey that spoke out about the government's the shamdemic the government's overreaction to a completely survivable virus and rather than suggesting that people really take a good long hard look in the mirror and assess their own individual health situations and look at their their eating habits and their lifestyle habits. Instead, the government just said, oh, everybody stay at home. You can continue to get takeout at the local fast food restaurants. You can continue to purchase liquor and alcohol at the uh, grocery stores and liquor stores throughout the country. You can continue to... Uh, be sedentary in your lifestyles as opposed to going to the gym, because they closed that, of course, during the height of the shamdemic. Um, why, why would you Why would you trust anything that comes from the government when it comes to your health at this point? And certainly not the poison COVID shot. And that was part of the conversation that Joe Rogan and Aaron Rogers were having about Dr. Peter McCullough and his warnings to uh, the American public and, and frankly, um, really to the world about what this, uh, poison shot has done. And, and I've obviously detailed a, a, a number of the injuries that have occurred, including death, you know, that's minor detail, right? And it, it's, it's troubling that the narrative is still, oh my gosh, got a shelter in place because someone might contract a, uh, a, a flu like virus and you know and and I mean what what is it about the the big scary evil COVID that makes people (gasps) ooh shudder and as I said shelter in place or or better yet wear a mask alone either in your house in your yard while you're doing yard work or in your cars. I mean how ridiculous but so I do have this that I pulled out of this gigantic stack of articles. Uh, more COVID-19 vaccinations linked to higher infection risk. And this is a Cleveland Clinic study that suggests that the higher the number of doses received, the greater the risk of COVID infection. So I guess take that as as yet another example of of really um, and I, I think what it all boils down to is that we have to really use our God-given critical thinking skills and, and question everything. And, you know, I, I hate to say that I am a skeptic or a cynic, but I, I've been made into one if I wasn't before. I mean, I didn't have a, um, well, a s- significant distrust of the, I don't know, biomedical care system or the biopharmaceutical system as i do today and it really troubles me that the motivation and, and 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 you know i guess why should i be surprised why should any of us be surprised that everything is motivated by profit and everything is motivated by well how much money is this cash cow aka you uh, Joe American citizen or Jill American citizen, how much are you uh, going to make big pharma, or how much are you going to make big the big healthcare systems with your well unhealthy habits and unhealthy lifestyles, and and that's unfortunately even just in. In interviews that I've watched of Tucker Carlson talking with various uh, healthcare professionals, or uh, those that were either in the healthcare industry, or uh, those that are critics or cynics of it, or those that were in big pharma at one time, that that suggests that this is all the the motivation is to, as as pharmacist Ben Fuchs was saying, it's it's not to it's it's not to uh, encourage us to seek the uh, the uh, the ultimate in good health, it's to just, it's to just keep people, just keep their hearts beating. That's really, ultimately, it's frightening to think of that. I mean, I want, I want good health. I want to thrive as opposed to uh, survive. I think that's the term that, uh, That Ben Fuchs stated and that's or you know maybe it's it's sort of a phrase that he stated but it's troubling isn't it to think that there are these bad actors that are more concerned about ensuring that you continue in your unhealthy lifestyles so that it will keep their pockets lined with money and why aren't people why aren't people on the left Questioning that in greater numbers. Why are they instead blindly putting their faith and trust in um, all of these big industries that are really, uh, and I would say, if not overtly, covertly in cahoots with one another? I mean the the processed food uh, distributors, and I should say, processed food manufacturers, and the the uh, fast food uh, suppliers and the, uh, the big pharma. I mean, the list goes on and on. And, and really it's, it's, you, you have to take matters into your own hands, your health, your situation is your responsibility. And to put your trust or to, to put, uh, give someone else that responsibility is not clearly, it, it, it does certainly make sense when you think about it, is that who? Who's going to be your best advocate? The government? A bureaucrat in our government? Do you even think that uh, an executive at a big pharma company or an executive at a, a processed food producer is going to actually be concerned about your individual circumstances? Of course not. So you have to take matters into your own hands. And that, I mean, it can be very overwhelming. It can be very daunting to think that, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to do all this research. If I have some sort of, you know, chronic condition or some sort of issue that's come up, I can't just rely on, uh, you know, whatever the traditional uh, sources for information anymore because of, concern over what their motivation is. And I'm not suggesting that every single person in every single one of these fields that I've just indicted (laughs) is guilty. However, I would suggest that it would be difficult, I think to be in, in an industry that um, that's solely motivated or their, their top, their top uh, priority is profits and I you know of course I know this is a capitalistic country so of course you might argue that every every industry out there is interested in profits. however, profits at the peril of uh, of someone's quality of life or profits at the peril of someone's life period I don't know I guess I just have I have more morals than that. If you would like to join the conversation that I'm having with myself, <laughs> you have just a mere moment to do so. 715 845 2155. You know, if there's obviously, we're one step closer to the spring election. Obviously, the primary happened yesterday, so we'll have to look at what is coming next. And um, we have lots of elections, local elections coming up in the spring. But then, of course, naturally, We have the November election, and we were talking earlier about potential VP picks. If that's what you'd like to weigh in on, 715-845-2155. Good morning. You're on with Meg.
1: Hey, good morning, Meg. Morning, Lewis. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Uh, Hey, I just caught part of your last interview there, or one of the individuals that you're talking to, and um, I I would really agree that uh, Ben Carson, I think, would be a tremendous vice president. He uh, He's a great example of the American dream. Uh, he understands health care, and uh, he's he's a solid conservative. And so, like I said, I don't know who President Trump has uh, decided on, but I, I really think that Ben Carson would be an excellent pick.
0: I agree. You know, the only thing that I'm torn about is should we be looking to the future of the Republican Party and have it be more focused on someone that can be the president for eight years after Trump is elected. And Ben Carson, as we said, he's 73 right now. So that would make him well, 77, uh, running for president. And, um, it it just, I I mean, not, I don't want to be accused of ageism, (laughs) but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a concern because I think, uh, the, sometimes the stereotypes around the Republican Party seem to be that, you know, we're uh, whatever. I'm not going to even repeat the stereotypes, but, I mean, I think I feel like we need to be willing to reach out to, I don't know, the, the, the future generations of the Republican Party. I'll put it that way.
1: I, I would agree. That's something to consider. I, I think the biggest consideration, though, should be uh, is, is our country going to survive? Yeah. Because I, I think that we are being invaded. I think that this is all about destroying what you know America as we know it. And so we need to get somebody in there that's going to be effective. And if it's just for four years and, and we can survive, and uh, you know we, we can potentially get somebody else after that. But I, I think that that should be the biggest consideration: is how do we uh, survive as a nation? And and uh turn turn the ship around because if it, we're we're about to hit an iceberg.
0: Yeah, you are got that right. Hey, I got a question for you. Um well, and see you're engaged and plugged in, but um what's your pref- if you don't know anything about uh, a candidate um a political candidate, what's your preferred way to be contacted by them or to find out more information about them? I mean to talk to an, a surrogate of theirs or I mean what what's your What's your
1: preferred my, method? My preferred way is to go watch them speak and talk to them and interact with them that's that's my preferred way right. is is to meet them in person and to talk with them and uh, talk with people that they work with and and I think that you know I, I think that that personal relationship is is so important and uh, so I, I, I again I recommend that people get involved you know you can't trust our media right now you know people are going to spin all kinds of things, and um, so I think the best way to know is to just get it straight from the horse's mouth and, and you know, make yourself available and, and talk to these people and understand and make sure that they understand, you know, what what's important to you, and I think that that's how it should work, and uh, so that's that's my recommendation. Well,
0: amen. Well, hey, thank you for calling in. Always nice to hear from you. Take care. Yeah, you, you also. Thank you. God Have bless Have a great day, Lewis. God bless you. Yeah, bye All right, so in this short time I have remaining, I just screwed up and grabbed something that just kind of fell apart. Okay, so we're all good. I wish you a wonderful day. I will return tomorrow, and uh, I am going to cue up a little music, as I like to do. It's a little Mavericks action. Dance the night away. I won't be doing that tonight. I'll be relaxing the night away instead. Get out there and enjoy this beautiful day. There's some natural vitamin D out there waiting for you. So go catch it while you can. Hope you have a great day. God bless. I'll talk with you again tomorrow, Friday Eve.